Hi, I'm Ellen. And I'm Alex. And this is Uniquely Portable Magic, where we talk about all things books. This week, we are uh, talking about the Girls of Paper Fire trilogy in our series wrap. Um, the series is written by Natasha Nung, and it follows um, Leigh and Ren to girls, young women, teenagers. I don't remember their exact ages. Um, yeah, I think they're like 18-ish. Yeah. Through uh, some really trying situations. Not gonna <laughs> lie to you. It was a very um, emotional book filled with descriptions of very traumatic events, but was done in a really great way that I think it's still really readable for young women um, yeah. and to understand like some of the impacts of trauma and how some people heal, heal from it. And so yeah. there's a lot of that. There's also a lot of adventure and um, action and camaraderie. So we'll yeah. uh, touch on some of that in All this of those episode. <laughs> um, so here is your spoiler alert. Um, we will be talking um, in depth about this whole series. So that will be um, Girls of Paper and Fire, uh, Girls of S- Storm and shoot, Shadow. Like Storm and Shadow, and then Girls of Paper and Fire. That's the first one. Uh, Girls of Fate and Fury is the third one. Um, so here's your spoiler alert. If you haven't read any of those, go read them, go listen to our episodes, and then come on back and join us. And if you don't care about spoilers, I still don't understand you, but you're welcome to to be here as long as you want to be here. Um, and I think also just an, Alex already touched on it, but just a trigger warning for sexual assault and, and rape. It like you said, is handled very well in these books, I think, but it's still certainly there and certainly applicable. So, yes. yeah, um, very, yeah, very much a central theme of the books. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so do we usually do book first or character first? Character. Okay, mm-hmm. so. It's interesting because I think in the first book, she wasn't my favorite character, she being Lei. Yeah. Um, Because I think Zell was actually my favorite character in the first book. Um, but then Lei and Bo were my favorite characters in the second one. And then Lei was my favorite character in the third one. Um, and it's so interesting because I think these books have such an amazing cast of characters that it's kind of hard to pick your favorite um or at least for me it was hard to pick my favorite um but I settled on Lay um just because I think she is um very compelling as a as a main character um and I think her journey is very um uh compelling I guess is the right word but it's it's um I had a lot of despite the fact that she goes through a lot of bad shit I had a lot of I had a lot of fun watching 
her journey and watching her grow as a character and come into herself and her power Mm -hmm. um power in the not actual magical sense but like yeah her own power as a human being Mm -hmm. um how about you I think I know who your favorite character might be. <laughs> yeah, my favorite character is Ren. Um, mm-hmm. Again, super badass babe. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say besides that, like, her fighting abilities are awesome. <laughs> I mean, you find out partway through that, like, there's some magic attached to that, so that's kind of right. why she's, like, extra extra amazing in right battle but i think whenever there's a female character where you really get to see a lot of the ways that she fights whether it's like defending herself or whatever if like mm-hmm. archery is her thing um whatever it may be i tend to be drawn to those characters because I just think it's so cool to be able to see and, like, think about that. Like, as someone is writing a book and doing it in a way where you really get to see, like, a woman fighting like that. Um, mm-hmm. Just because that's so not, like, a part of our culture. Um, mm-hmm. And so even though at this point we've read so many books with, like, female protagonists... Yeah. Um, I still love it. Yeah. Like oh, I, one of the reasons I love Red Widow is like Black Widow. No, I always forget it. Oh my god, <laughs> she has red hair. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Red Widow? Uh, sorry. I do this every time. Because what is it? Red, um, who's the Mary-Kate and Ashley? Oh, yes, Scarlet Witch. <laughs> you can tell I'm really on top of Marvel these days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love, in general, Black Widow. But especially that latest movie that focused on her and her family and her upbringing. Because you really get to see, like, so much up close of how, like, women are fighting and some of the nuances and differences because of, like, women's bodies versus men's and, like, Mm -hmm. celebrating that. And, yeah, I just think that's all cool. What I also really liked about Ren in this book um, and, and a lot of the female protagonists that we see in many of these books is I really like that they really highlight that there's no one right way to be a warrior and a woman, right? Like you can be soft, like lay, right? Like, cause she's not, a, she's not a particularly hard person, right? But she still learns to fight and she still learns to fight for what she needs and what she believes in and what she um, loves. And, that's perfect and wonderful. And then there's Ren, who is a much harder person because life and her father have made her that way. And that's still also perfect and right and 
you know, like nothing to be ashamed and it's not wrong and it's not, you know, like, mm-hmm. because, I mean, this is certainly true of men too. There's no one right way to be a man, but it's, it's, I feel like that is celebrated so much more than women, right? Like the, the diversity of being a man is celebrated so much more. And mm-hmm. I feel like women, and I, and certainly I don't think that's even necessarily true, right? Like I think <laughs> certainly men have many points in, in their lives where they're like, it's so hard to fit into this cookie cutter man that we're expected to be, which I totally do get. But um, I think uh, especially with women, they're expected to be, a certain image of a woman. And, mm-hmm. and I really like that Ren represents a very atypical mm-hmm. representation of a woman. Cause it's not even an atypical woman, right? Like she's just an atypical representation of one. Yeah. Um, and I really like that about her too. Mm-hmm. So good yeah. choice. Hey, <laughs> I have good Not taste. that you need my approval mm-hmm. by any, <laughs> any, any stretch of the word, oh. but so, um, were you able to figure out a favorite book? I think it was I a tough know one. which one, but we'll see. So I I had a hard time with it because I it's funny because I knew it wasn't the first one, um, and not because the first one is bad by any means. I just I knew that it wasn't my favorite. Um. But I really liked the second two books for also very different reasons. So it was hard for me to pick which one I liked more. Um, And even now I'm like, I don't know. Um, I think it would have to be the second book. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) And like, and it, it, and it feels weird to say because there were so many things I adored about the third book. Like, I think it was, um, and, and really actually there was quite a few things I really liked about the first one too. Like I, I do think it's a very strong series as a whole. Um, but the second one had Bo in it and I loved Bo. He was wonderful and ridiculous and, and, comedic and all of those and all of the above um but I loved um it also felt like a bigger adventure because they traveled so much and I really liked that aspect of it um and I just liked the banter and the and the humor and everything in that one mm-hmm. um how about you I knew that was gonna be your answer um my favorite <laughs> it's like you know me or something that's weird <laughs> my favorite was the third book Okay. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that it was the most removed from the sexual assault that occurred. Sure. Like the first book was just so difficult to read because you were in it. Both yeah. like first from an anticipation of like, oh wait, this is what is happening to me. This is what my life is going to be. And then actually having to go through that with um the paper girls but then the second book was so much about like trying to go through that trauma and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to heal and the ways that it impacts people differently 
to the Plus, point Aoki where... Plus, Aoki was still right in the middle of all of it. Hmm? Plus, in the second one, Aoki is still all, right. right up in the middle of all of it. Yeah. Yeah. But the third one, while that was still part of the storyline, yeah. it wasn't as prominent. It was also, like, people's problems and ways of thinking included that trauma and how they had worked through it, but there were also other aspects um, and issues that were, I don't know, coming all together to impact Mm -hmm. how they were thinking and feeling. And not that the first two books weren't good, but they were just really hard to read. They were, it was a lot. It was heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, for that alone, the third book is my favorite. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I feel like it's just really important to me to note that what I also loved about this series, aside from how well and how delicately she handled all of that heaviness and darkness, um, I thought it was really beautiful how she handled... Um, the variety of, like, same-sex relationships. mm -hmm. And they were so commonplace, and they weren't even questioned, and I thought it was so beautiful, right? So, like, obviously there's Ren and Lei, obviously, but then there's, like, Bo and uh, Marin, and um, even uh, Kane and Kitai, like, and, and it just, like, was all over the place, and nobody cared and I was like yeah (laughs) this seems so normal and natural and and I thought it was just a really beautiful thing to just have that be a part of their world without it being um talked about and it wasn't an Mm -hmm. issue and nobody Gave a fuck about that, at least. Yeah. <laughs> there were many other fucks given for many other reasons, but yeah. nobody cared about. Well, it almost seemed, well, no, I guess this isn't the case, because I think there were still either the same amount or more um, relationships that were uh, heterosexual in the book, but... Of, like, the main characters, there were more same-sex relationships. Yeah. And so it almost made that relationship seem more commonplace. And, like, yeah. that's the norm. And then, like... Heterosexuality. Yeah, heterosexuality was out. not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it also just goes to the point where, like, you're going to flock to people who can understand your situation, right? Like, um, not that straight people don't have non-straight friends or vice versa or anything like that, but obviously you, just in life in general, you are drawn towards people who have similar paths as you do. Um, So I think that was also a really interesting way to show that, right? That... Mm it would make sense that maybe a lot of the people in this group would have 
quote unquote non traditional romantic mm-hmm. feelings. And even like um uh Nita and like at the end when she was like, I don't know that I want any sort of partner, you know, and like and nobody cared. Like they were like, Okay, cool. Like they were like, What about love? And she's like, I've got plenty of normal love in my life. Like I don't need I don't feel like I need that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are certainly people out there who feel that way. And I thought that that was especially magical to sort of have put in there because I would imagine, especially in a world like ours where everything is sexualized, it's got to be hard for people who maybe don't feel those sexual feelings or don't want or, you know, I, I don't even know that I could classify it as she doesn't feel them, but she right. doesn't want them or care about right she doesn't want a romantic love yeah Mm -hmm. that's true i didn't even think about that yeah yeah um (laughs) okay so i was trying to think about this because i feel like this book has a lot of instances where this would be applicable but if character X from book one could see themselves at the end of book three, like who would have the biggest like, whoa moment, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and I feel like (laughs) this series has a plethora that we could pick from. Um, But I was trying to think through that of like who I thought, that might be. Do you have any inklings? Did you have any musings? Yeah, so it's interesting because every time I kept going through things, I would be like, oh, well, maybe they wouldn't actually be as surprised. So, for instance, obviously my first thought is Lay. However, if you look at where she starts... And then how she ends back at the same house. Yeah. With a new dog and everything. Right. If you skip out everything that happens in the books, (laughs) she is in a somewhat similar situation. Um, But if you take into account what happened to get her there, then yes, I think that she would be someone who would not have expected to be a paper girl and what that meant. And then learning how to fight and becoming a rebel and falling in love and all that jazz. I think Ren would be surprised to be alive. Like, I feel like she was fully prepared to be dead by the end of all of this. Wow. I didn't think about that because to me, I didn't think that she would be surprised that she would be leading her clan and had, like, I don't know, uh, the rebel cause had won or whatever. But I guess now that you say that, I, I agree with what you're, I agree yeah. that that is like, actually, yeah. I, and I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, right, I don't think she would be surprised that the rebels won. I don't think she would be surprised that in the absence of her father, she would be the one who was leading them. Or at least the Hano clan. Um, 
But I think just in general, she would be surprised she was alive. Because mm-hmm. hmm. I'm pretty sure her dad sent her into that situation. Thinking with the hope she, that she wasn't going. She would kill the king. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then die right. in the process. Yeah. True. I think those are two pretty big. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, right, like, certainly the king would be surprised to find out that he's dead. Kitai would be surprised to find out he's dead. Well, I think most Shut- characters who <laughs> die, <laughs> I think there it's an exception if someone thinks they're going to die. Right. Yes. <laughs> certainly, certainly Ren is the exception probably in this storyline. Right. Yeah. But, um, I think Shala would be surprised that she was free and, and didn't have to be kept in secret and mm-hmm. would probably also be surprised that she has a child and he doesn't look anything like his father. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ren is the one that I kind of kept going back to. Um, kind of for the same reason that you were talking about Lei, right? It's like, if we look at just the beginning and the end, she'd be like, well, yeah, of course I'm with my family and I'm home and I'm... But then, of course, once you take into account <laughs> all the in-between, yes. you're like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you have any big surprises in the series? Ooh. Because I was trying to think about that, too. Like, I didn't have any that, like, jumped out at me. Like, certainly there were things that were surprising. Right. Um. I couldn't come up with any. So I'm just trying to think over it again to see if there's anything Ooh, that you I know missed. what? Um. The, probably the biggest thing for me was realizing that Ren was working as an assassin for her dad. Like, I knew that he had trained her to be a weapon, but, like, that she was actively killing the children of clans. Oh, or right, to blame it on the king. To blame it on the king. Right, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was that was shocking to me. Oh, and Marin betraying them in the second book. That was... That was probably... That was probably the biggest thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, for, I, got, I mean, I kind of forget that he did betray them because he... redeemed himself and... And also pretty immediately realized that he had <laughs> made a, a huge mistake. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I forgot that he... Mm-hmm. Oopsie doopsie. <laughs> um, That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if and I then... should ask you this question, if you would read the series again. So, I mean, I would. I... I don't know that I'm in any hurry to. It's, I think it was a fantastic series, and I think it was well written. Um, but it's heavy, and it's not. So I'd have to certainly be in the right frame of mind 
Um, and I don't really know what the right frame of mind for this would be. Yeah. Um, but, um, like, I could see myself, like, rereading it in the future if, like, I had kids or mm. my nieces or something wanted to read it and I probably wouldn't want them to read it alone and I'd be like, hey, let let me read it with you and we can talk through uh, it and, uh-huh. or, you know, like, and that's the thing, right? This question is like, would I be willing to reread it? Absolutely. <laughs> is it going to be like I jump right back into the, the next, the first book again? Probably not. <laughs> but I think they're beautiful and important books to be out there and Mm -hmm. I would certainly be willing to read them again yeah I agree with you that they're well written and they're important books to be out in the world and that people should read them I just don't want to ever read them again (laughs) I, I get it I don't know what it is because we've read other books that are dark and heavy and terrible things have happened to people and you see how that trauma has affected them for years and years afterwards and that's so hard um but for some reason the fact that this was so heavily centered around sexual assault just I really have no urge to read it ever again yeah i get it so yeah yeah that's just me that should not deter people from reading it because <laughs> like we right, both said I... it's important it was actually well written to talk about such a difficult subject yeah and i think she i think she did a fantastic job showing the different facets of how people um, react to rape and how there's not one right way to um, cope with that Mm -hmm. and those feelings. And um, yeah, I think it's like we've both said, it's, it's an important book to be out there and it, should be read and it should be circulated and it should be talked about um but it's it's not light <laughs> i mean there are certainly moments of of levity and and that are very needed right without them it would be oof <laughs> it but uh yeah yeah i yeah. think is there anything else you want to talk I about think so I know. I think it's a wonderful series and wonderful characters, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I agree. Um, so as always, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at UPM Pod Official. We're on Instagram at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast, and as always, you can uh, email us at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you in a few weeks. Bye bye.